Okay, quiet on the set, everybody. Stand by. Roll camera. Speed. Roll sound. Speed. Market. And cue talent. Hello and welcome to another episode of This Week in Production. I am your host, Art Aldridge, and I have three guests with me tonight. Mr. Lou Lita. Hello. Mr. Good to be Tom back. Chartrand. Hello again. And Mr. Josh Godfrey. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me. Josh, this is your first time on This Week in Production, so welcome. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. I wanted to talk tonight about, I don't really know how to say it in a polite or clean version, but but getting screwed over. I was going to use a different word, but really getting screwed over on a job. And that right. could mean financially, it could mean maybe emotionally, it could mean having a job and poorly. Right. I, I think it goes back to, you know, maybe the learning process of being in production these things you learn along the way the stumbling stumbling blocks yeah because one of my first jobs as a quote-unquote professional where i was acting as a production company uh, a friend of mine who i went to nyu film school with the only guy i ever stayed in contact with he hired me through this corporate production company to do a job this is in the, in the uh, 90s, mm-hmm. days of beta cam and, and all that good stuff. A lot of expensive gear. But it was a, it was a really last-minute job, fast-paced, and there was no time for the agency to handle the travel arrangements. It was like four cities in five days, and a lot of crew and a lot of gear, and it was all on my dime out of pocket. And then I turned over the job. And I turned over the footage because it was my friend who was producing it. And then like a month later, when I submitted my invoice, I get this letter from the you know uh, bankruptcy court of New York stating that I was an unsecured creditor in this case against the production company. And I was like, what does this mean? And I showed it to my dad. And he's like, it means you're not getting paid. Ouch. Right. And that was a, a, a big number. It's shock. It's a, a painful number. It wasn't just like stuff that I did. I, I paid for all these flights, all these hotels, all these cars, right. all this rental gear. I just got screwed. And I didn't know enough. To, and, and I don't know that it would have made a difference. But right. at that point, I didn't understand contracts. And I didn't understand you know, the things that you need to protect yourself right. in a situation like that. So I lost out. And I took it as a lesson. And I made sure that, you know, it didn't happen again. And it didn't happen again to me. But sometimes you are put in situations, sometimes where you have a relationship with somebody. Right. And there's an expectation that it's safe and it's, hey, you know, we work together. We know each other. We may live in the same town. You're not going to screw me over. But lo and behold, you get screwed over. Right. Sometimes third person, sometimes way out there. But when you say agency, that does happen a lot because they hedge their bets uh, a lot of times on relationships and it always works in their favor. Right. Now, now being young, that had to be a a serious kick in the stomach to you. It was. And for you to bounce back from that, talk about that a little bit. 
I didn't have a choice. I, I mean, I was in business. I, I just moved on to the next one and lesson learned, going. right? Lesson learned. But you get smarter. You know, you, you, you start to implement different practices and make and protect yourself. And then, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I live in an ivory tower and, you know, I have, I don't, I even now, I don't have contracts for every job. Right. But if I get a call from a producer that I have not worked with, you have who to, I have don't to. have any relationship with. I have a contract. I get a deposit up front. Right. And I go from there. And I just say it's simple. You know, if you're not willing to do this, then, you know, I'm not. It says something. It job. says something. And it's true on the other side. If I am hiring someone, even if it's a sound guy, right. nothing against sound guys, George. But if I'm hiring a sound guy in a foreign country or even in a different out state, of state yeah and he says to me listen we haven't worked together you need to bring me a check cod i don't argue it i can't right. argue that right i've been there before right fine it, i want to hire you i will and it means you're serious you know and and i tell my clients it's like i'm i'm creating this contract for your protection as much as mine it's like i'm assuring you that I'm going to do what I'm saying I'm going to do. But when you're starting out in business, that, that's a tough thing. We're creative. We got into it for the love of production. The business side often gets, you know, left to the wayside. And it's something that, un unfortunately, you learn the hard way. Right. So, Tom, have, do you have a story you can share where you sort of got screwed over? And, I do, and what yeah. what circumstances were? It was, it was, you know, unfortunately, it wasn't, you know, as bad as that first one of yours. But I had just gotten out on my own doing commercial production. I had done it for years for Comcast. So doing it for my own, it was a learning process on the business side. And I worked with an agency, somebody I had a prior relationship with through my work with Comcast. And it was for a big developer. They were working for a, a, uh, a new mall and they wanted a new commercial. And it was one of those situations where if people have been in the business for a while and they have worked with companies, they'll say, you know, I'll pay you when I get paid. Unfortunately, that's what's that's what happened. And we didn't have the proper contract because I had a prior relationship with this agency and I trusted that they take care of me. And as a first, you know, as, as a first time that that happened, I was dumbfounded, you know, so I learned the hard way. You've got to have a, a contract for everything you do, get the deposit, get everything laid out and do it. So I lost, it was a 32nd commercial, probably two grand the hard way, but I saved a lot more in the future by learning my lesson. And that's what kills me is when they say, we'll pay you when we get paid, which is more or less saying, if we don't get paid, you're not getting paid, which doesn't really make you feel good. I mean, I would never do that to anybody. In fact, no. my policy is pay the people I hire as fast as possible. So they want to work for me because there's going to be exactly. times that, you know, maybe the budget's tight. I need a favor. Or I need them to bend over a little backwards a little bit more than I they normally would want to but they know I'm good for it and that's really proven correct it's about me. building Over relationships yeah. and it's you know taking care of the people that take care of you right and and there is a little bit to be said about being able to read people I mean that's a skill yes that you sometimes you you know have it come natural mm. but sometimes you have to learn it right but you have to read the room read the person you're mm -hmm. dealing with and if you get a gut that something is not kosher believe it then go with it but on the other hand if you feel like it's symbiotic you know you do have to put some faith in right. mankind 
And I do believe that, you know, there is some karma. And I'll tell you a story. Oh, completely. I will tell you a story a little bit later about I got some karmic justice on a job that I was getting screwed over on. Ooh, oh, I, I like think that. I remember this story. We all love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Lou, <laughs> do, you, do you have a story? I, I have one. It was uh, probably within the last couple of years. I've got a few, but this one, I felt actually almost karma paid off here. Um, it was a water uh, waterproofing business, and they had this big idea for creating uh, some animation with this character that they had, and, and we really went all out. I, I think the budget was like around $9,000, $10,000. And um, so we, I really, I hired an animator. We produced this cool spot. It was fun. They had a jingle and I had gotten a deposit of like 30, I don't know, $3,500. And uh, there was no problem with that. I signed a contract and went forward with the production. And then ironically, there was a drought. So suddenly this guy's business, quote unquote, dried, dried up, up. <laughs> pun, pun intended. And the guy didn't have any money. And he didn't really need the ad because we didn't have any rain, which was kind of, you know, uh, an, odd, an oddity in New England. Um, so anyways, he just didn't pay. And then he said he would pay a small percentage every month, which he attempted to do. And then that stopped. And then I had to start sending letters and invoices and finally had to get a lawyer involved, which is the first time I ever had to do that. And we had looked into this guy and he, there was some shady areas about him which led me to believe i may never get this money so every month i'd send an invoice and every month i'd get no reply and then about a year maybe a year and a half later we had a deluge of rain weeks and weeks of rain and suddenly i get a call from a tv station that wants the commercial hey can you send this commercial over i'm like sure send me six thousand dollars it sounds like karma yeah <laughs> next thing i know clients calling me how do I get you this money? I said, you know, credit cards accepted. Within 30 minutes, I had $6,000 in my account. Spot was delivered. So there was some justice. Well, that, that's a happy ending. That yeah, is a very is. happy ending. You know, let the rains come down and let the payment be made. So I guess persistent <laughs> paid off. I, you know, I didn't make any threats. You know, I just wanted to be paid for what we agreed to. We did the job. Now he needed the ad. I think the the risk doesn't just extend to those of us who have companies and businesses, just because you you are more of a freelancer. But I think the perils are the same, maybe on a different scale. But you've had some experiences where you've not, you know, been paid in a timely manner. Correct, and and nothing, luckily, to the scale of what you guys are talking about. Um, my stuff has been more freelance work, like you'd said, but I. It's happened twice now, and, and the times where I feel like I am a person waving, you know how contractors have a bad name, right? You, you pay them to do the work, and they don't show up and finish the work. Right. That's why you always hold some money back. Mine's the right. reverse of that. The work was done. Now I got to go out and hound the streets for weeks, months, now coming up on five months to try and get a check. So, And, 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 and what kind of answers are you getting when you inquire? Didn't get the invoice. Little to none. Uh, I did get an invoice. Uh, didn't get an invoice. Did you send me one? Yep, I sent you one. Um, yeah, a lot of questions. A lot of questions. A lot of uh, just a lot of dodging going on. And this is not a, a out-of-town strange producer. This is someone who you know, who you've had a, a working relationship with. Correct. Which makes it, I think, even worse 
when you have, you know, a, a trusted right. source and then you're getting this kind of runaround. Right. And that's something you got to learn from. Like in, in my experience, it's never happened again since. And you put practices in place to make sure that you protect yourself. And that's, you know, the biggest learning experience is, is you know, going forward. How am I going to make sure that I can continue doing my business and protecting myself and giving good service? Right. In my early, early uh, 20s, I had a local production company doing local commercials in a, in a, in New York, but like very small cable market. And there was this one agency that would hire us to do these car commercials. And he was like a big, in his mind, a big producer, you know, with small budgets mm -hmm. and would always, you Happens know, think a lot. he was, you know, yeah. this, this big, this big man on campus. And we did this job and we did exactly the way he wanted it, shot it, edited it, you know, hired voiceover, delivered it, and the, the car dealer client didn't like it. So he didn't want to pay for it, right? He's like, I, I'm not paying for this. This is not what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Well, you wrote the script. We <laughs> shot the script. You did your we job. We edited the script. It's to the script. Here's your spot. Right. We need to be paid. He's like, I'm not paying you. And, you know, he was not giving us any new work. We weren't really taking any new work, but I thought it was just a lost cause. Like that's it. And then magically a couple of months later, I get this FedEx package from this uh, audio production company. And it was like a jingle for a car dealer commercial sent to me care of this ad agency because they had sent us work before. Mm -hmm. So they just assumed that we were the editorial house for him. He didn't, Ah. He didn't, you know, give them, I guess, the new whoever he was using. So I get this jingle in the, in the FedEx and uh, I'm like, oh, this is curious. So I'm just going to put this on the shelf. And a day goes by and I get a call from this producer. Ah, And he's like, oh, um, I'm just curious. Did you get a package for me? I go, uh, let me check. I go, yeah, yeah, I got a package for you right here. He goes, oh, great. I I'm going to come by and pick it up. I'm like, yeah, come by, bring a check. You can have your jingle. And he's like, what? I go, yeah, remember that job three months ago that you didn't pay me on? Yeah, you're going to need to sell that. And he was furious. I'm sure he was. Now, you got to remember, this is in the day when we, you cut a a jingle. Like, we had the master. The master, right. There right. was no other copy right. to be Right, he couldn't go back to that company. He'd have so. to go back to that company and have to redo it and redo pay the whole again. Thing. Right. So he's going to pay one way or the he's other. He's going to pay twice somewhere. And he was furious. He called me yelling and screaming a number of times. And I said, listen. Karma's you, a bitch. You sent this to me. <laughs> I didn't ask for it. Exactly. I didn't steal it off your porch. And he, he, he wouldn't even come himself. He sent his wife oh with the check. And I was like, you tell your husband he's a, you know, SOB. Well, and that's the way a lot of people are. It's, yeah. you know, they they look out for themselves and don't take care of that, business. That's their business model. Or that's, don't, that's don't respect business relationships. And that's, you know, the toughest thing to get over. So, you know, being creative and being new in it, you know, you have to get over those hurdles and, you know, have a spine and it's not easy. It was really hard for me learning and it 
ended up being a great learning experience. Now, I will say one more thing. And and I don't, like I said, I don't get hung up on contracts. And I'm not telling anyone not to have contracts. But I was doing some work for a producer. I was editing. Mm-hmm. The producer wanted to offer me like a revenue share on sales of the uh, product. It was VHS, like how-to videos. Right. And he showed me like... Um, sales of other tapes he's done. So it seemed like it was a legitimate opportunity, but I was a little cautious. I had been burned, sure. you know, by these other instances. So I spent a lot of money on lawyers having contracts done. And, you know, you can rack up legal fees oh, sure. very quickly. And this is, you know, pre-internet. Yeah. So you couldn't go to NOLO or some of these other... Download a form. Download a uh, <laughs> boilerplate, as they say. Yeah. But I, I spent all this money on contracts. And it, you know, it never materialized. And you are out that money. Right. And, you know, when it, it comes down to it, like your lawyer is going to tell you one thing who, who's trying to protect you in your best interest. And then you present it to the producer who you're trying to work with. And he's like... No, man, you're screwing me over with this. I'm not signing this. And you do have to come to, if you want to work together, you do right. have to come to a happy medium. And sometimes you have to tell the lawyer, like, hey, back off that. I'm not doing yeah. that. I mean, they work for you. Right. But more times than not, I find that the contract, the legal contract is not doesn't work for me. I'm better off with the signed letter of intent. Or a letter of uh, agreement that right. specifies terms than getting into a complicated, multi-page yeah. legal document. Keep it every simple, time, stupid. Every time I've done that, there was another instance. Uh, I had another opportunity early on with them where I was doing revenue share and all this development. And I spent a bloody fortune on legal documents to specify all these terms, like probably 20 grand worth of legal work. To protect yourself. To protect myself. And then at the last minute, this entity pulled out of the deal. And I was out all that money, legal fees and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, whatever, I'm done. And then a year later, you know, we did repair the relationship. But I said, listen, the only way I'm agreeing to doing future work is you, you've got to re- recover the fees that I've spent in good faith negotiating that contract. And they agreed wow. and I got paid on it, but I wouldn't have done any more work since then. So just a little, you know, cautionary note, don't get all lawyered up and crazy mm. sometimes because it can get out of control. I'm very much lesser into this field of work than you guys are do you find it with the advent of so many people having access to video and cameras and do you find that that dilution of the professionals has that caused more stress on the clients and that maybe that they're hesitant to pay up front uh because maybe the lack of the work isn't as good or i don't i don't think so because i mean Look at even in your personal life, if you want to get a plumber, if you want to get an electrician, you're paying the day they're there. You know, it's I'm doing this on that. So, you know, it's it's be, it was a learning when they lesson. show up if they when show they up. if they show up. Right. But for me, it was a learning lesson. And, and so in my own business, I, I have a boilerplate type of contract that lays out 
you know, how it goes, 50% down, 50% on, on product, on delivery, on approval. And after that relationship has been started, then I'm okay on the next time yeah, around. I agree. They've established credit. Exactly. Yeah. Then, then, then you get credit, you have a good relationship, you have an understanding and it's worked really well for me. But I think people in their normal business life are accustomed to having to pay, having to deal with terms, having to do all that. It's just, I think for a lot of creatives, it's a really tough hurdle to jump over. Yeah. And I think a lot of people look at creative people as like, oh, you guys have this fun job. You get to play with cameras and computers. Oh, it's cool. And it's like, they forget, well, yeah, it's fun and it's cool. And you know, it's not a hobby though. You know, it's well, a business. Well, the thing is, living. you have to be your own advocate. Right. Right. You, you need you, to be serious about you need yourself to be serious. and your business. And, and if you feel like you need to be paid COD or upfront or whatever, you need to ask for that and then you need to stick to it. Right. And if they don't do it, then you don't do the job. Then, right. Then you right. pass. But, right. But you can't right. be like, well, okay. And then you lose all credibility. You, lose, you do lose credibility. Right, right. So if you want that, like, okay, I'm going to get paid on every job COD, then you put that out there and you tell them that. And if they don't agree and they may not, right. You may lose some jobs, you may lose some jobs, but you have to be your own advocate. You have to stick up for your, your own uh, protection. Now, right. in your case, I don't know how you resolve your situation, Josh, because it is a little tricky for you. It is tricky, right? Because you're literally in the same market and you have some, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know if you still have a relationship or not. It sounds a little strained, but you're owed the money. You don't, you don't want to get lawyered up. You don't want to resolve it that way. You just hope the person does the right thing. I think it's a matter of stepping back and understanding, you know, a business relationship is one thing and you know, that's how it should work. I don't know where you're going with yeah, that. When you're when you're doing a job and you have a business, even if it's somebody you're you know friends with or a work colleague, you've got to separate. You know, a business is business. And business is business, and it's got to be separate. So you know, it does have to certain, be separate. You do yeah. have to separate the friendship from yeah. the business part. But yeah. you know, the, once the once the horse is out of the barn, so to speak, right? You know, you have to do what you have to do to get it corralled. It's hard again. to corral it, right? Yeah. Exactly. So I don't really have any good advice for you, unfortunately. I mean, I would tell you maybe don't do, obviously don't do any more work for that person because why? Why would you, right? At this point, you've you've already have a, there's a proven, I guess, lack. Track record, yeah. You know, it's almost a lack of respect, to be honest. I feel that way. If if I, I mean, if it were me and you had come to me and, and completed this work just from a respect standpoint, I would have just paid you in advance of maybe being paid or whatever. So I think there's some lack of respect there, but I don't really have any other good advice for you other than maybe stay away. Just keep grinding. Yeah. You know, I, I th- yeah. I mean, put your head down on other stuff, but, but stay away. I, I, I think it's important to, to really look beyond, you know, a, a freelance side or a small business side and establish terms, look at the way big businesses do business and decide, do I want to be a 30 day? Do I want to be a 60? Do I want to, you know, work in that big world so you can protect yourself? You can hide behind, you know, uh, uh, good business practices and and try to protect yourself. And, and, you know, I will say this because sometimes you get a job from a big company 
right? You're a little mm-hmm. fish. You're a little one-man band, but you get hired by a big company. The big company has all the clout. They have all the power. They usually dictate the terms. Right. 60, 90, 120 days. Well, right, right. Now, if you're okay with that, then you just go ahead and you accept whatever. But if you do say to them, if, if they really want you yes. to do the job, you can say, well, okay, I know I'm going to get paid 120 because that's just how the process works. Mm-hmm. But- I want 25%. I want 50% up front. Usually there's a way to accommodate that. I can tell you in no uncertain terms, I've been told that. And when you say, I need this to get you what you need because this is what you want from me, they find they, a way. They find right? a way. But Absolutely. If, you, if you don't ask for yes. it, you're not getting it. Yes. And you have to be willing to say, That's the toughest I'm hurdle. Out. That's the toughest part. And that's where a lot of people fall. It is shocking yeah. what you get when you ask for it. Yeah. If you never ask, you never know the answer. Yeah. You miss every shot you don't take, boys. I like that. That's it. Gretzky. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to propose a toast. Okay. We're drinking uh, some Don Julio tonight in the podcast studio. Yes, sir. So a toast to all those who've been screwed over in their <laughs> careers. And, and all of us have. All of us have. Cheers to you. Cheers, boys. And we've all learned, right? Yes. Live and learn. All right. On that, gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. Great to see you next time. That was a lot of fun. It would be even better if you could add something to the conversation. Drop me an email at thisweekinproduction at gmail.com. Or even better, call our new TWIP voice mailbox and leave us a message. 601 564 TWIP. That's 601-564-8947. Also, a reminder that This Week in Production is available on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. So please subscribe to get every episode. Lastly, if you like what you hear, would you mind giving me a rating or a review? I'd appreciate that. Okay, that's a wrap on This Week in Production. Thanks for listening.